Living Local, telling the stories that connect us. A United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. Only 61% of students in Milwaukee Public Schools graduate in four years. The rest may take longer than four years to graduate or drop out of school completely. Students who drop out are eight times more likely to become incarcerated and three times more likely to be unemployed. Additionally, students who drop out earn roughly $1 million less than high school graduates over the course of their lifetime. However, research shows that students who reach 10th grade on track and on time are four times more likely to graduate. That's where City Year comes in. City Year Milwaukee partners with school districts to place core members in the schools to provide students with both small group and one-on-one -on -one support to overcome the challenges they face both in and out of school. In addition to working with students who are at risk of dropping out, City Year Corps members provide support to help transform the whole school, including leading school-wide events and activities, after-school programming, and in-class support for teachers. Today we sit down with Sarah Heffley and Matt Holobecki, members of the United Way City Year team at James Madison Academic Campus, also known as JMAC. Uh, Matt and Sarah, um, Sarah, let's start with you. What is your typical day like at James Madison? So we have our first meeting in the morning at 745, so we call that our first circle. So we get our whole team together, we talk about, or we open up just kind of today's date is whatever, and then we always start out with something called joys, ripples, and appreciations. So those are pretty straightforward. Ripples are like if I see Matt doing something really great with his students and I'm like, oh, wow, that was really great. I'm going to do it too. So that would be a ripple. So it's a way that your service impacts someone else or someone else's service impacts you. After that, we'll have, sometimes we'll have morning meetings with staff members. Sometimes we will go downstairs and like greet the students as they're coming in. Um, and then we go and we support all of our classes. So since we have block scheduling, we only have four classes a day. Um, and then one of those like block periods is going to be a prep. So that's when you're working on like session, writing session plans. And so part of what City Year does is the small group intervention sessions. Um, and those lists are created based on test scores and where students are at in terms of grade level. And what City Year really focuses on is tier two intervention. Um, students that are on the cusp of being at grade level, um, but just need that extra push. And so when we run our small group intervention sessions, um, there are strategies that we as City Year core members um, introduce to the students to better equip them. An example of one would be a think aloud strategy. So, and that's something that's very useful in math, where it's explaining the process of aloud. It's very self-explanatory. Um, explaining the process of where they're getting the answers that they're getting, which helps them think about what they're talking about and sometimes it doesn't make sense and they can backtrack or it helps the either the teacher or the core member see okay I see your process and this is where you're going wrong let's move forward and readjust and make sure that you're getting the material that you're supposed to be getting. So do you each kind of focus on a certain subject area that you help students out with? So some people are exclusively in like one type of class. Matt and I are a little different from most of our team members in that we each work in three different classrooms. So I'm in two different citizenship classes, which is like an intro to civics, like gov American government type sure. of class. And then I also support in an algebra class. So I also support a citizenship class, um, but I also support an algebra class and a 
something called math intervention. And so that is just to help the, give students that extra support in that math class. So what about after school? Are you expected to stay and help students do programming after school? Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm actually the coordinator for after school. We work with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, so the Boys and Girls Club has like their mandated program programming that they have to run. Um, but we get to kind of supplement and support that. So they have a period called like homework help. So that's half an hour where it has to be some form of academic enrichment. Um, and then what we just started yesterday actually is our own like city or block programming. So it's gonna be six weeks. Um, each person is gonna take the lead on a session. The overarching theme that we're going for is kind of like owning and telling your own narrative like through different media forms. And next week we're gonna have like an art-based one. After that, Matt is um, doing a music-based one. So Matt, what made you want to join Cityer? Um, so for the majority of my college career, I was studying to be an education, I was in the education program. And so I have a vast majority of education coursework. As part of my study abroad experience, I was also involved in a lot of community outreach and nonprofit work, which I absolutely fell in love with. And Where really, were you studying? I was in Cape Town, South Africa. So Engli was it English speaking? It was. Okay. And so I realized that teaching wasn't necessarily my strength, but I loved working with students. And City Year provided that means to bridge the gap between my education coursework and the um, not-for-profit organization that I fell in love working with. How about you, Sarah? In school, I went back and forth a lot on what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up majoring in political science, and I did minors in education and educational services and educational policy. But I was really going back and forth on whether or not I wanted to go into teaching at all or if I wanted to go straight into policy work. And actually, one of my really good friends from college had graduated, and she had done city year in Milwaukee. So she was like, you know, Sarah, I have an idea of something that might be a good fit for you next year. And I applied, and here I am. Matt, how does your personal academic background, so when you were in high school, the types of school you went to, how does that compare to the student experience at James Madison? Um, I, just, I guess kind of just to speak to my background, um, my parents are immigrants from Europe, and English was not my first language. And so I can empathize a little bit with the struggles, um, especially early on in school, um, having to learn English relatively by myself, being in English as second language classes and being behind in reading um, and just English coursework in general early on. So granted, even though that was so long ago in primary school, I can definitely use that experience to empathize more with the students um, who are struggling and use that to build that relationship that is crucial in the tutoring space. What surprised you when you started? What weren't you expecting? Um, as part of my coursework at Marquette, I was in a lot of different schools as part of like practicum um, additions into the education space. Um, I was in MPS schools, I was in charter schools, I was in private schools, so I was lucky enough to have that experience. But I was surprised at how quickly I was able to make the relationships with the students that I was, um, simply because some of them had already had city year, so they knew what was expected um, even before I did, um, you know, this being our first. and for a lot of core members, our only year. And yeah, it was just really 
really rewarding to be able to make those relationships quickly. So it's almost like they were able to show you what you were supposed to do. So these would have been students, since you work primarily with ninth graders, so freshmen in high school, these would have been students who had City Year in their middle school? Correct. Okay. Yeah, City Year tries to, like, fill up schools that, like, feed into each other. Okay. um, So that students are supported, like, consistently through, you know, we start in third grade and we go all the way through ninth grade. So, like, ideally students would, you know, have City Year in their elementary school, their middle school, and then their first year of high school. And then the idea is that by the ninth grade, they have the skills that they need in order to progress into the 10th grade and graduate um, you know, with the skills that the city has provided them. So what are some of those skills? Obviously, you're helping in algebra class, and in, there's an English class and civic engagement. But what are some of those kind of overall goals that you're really trying to instill in students? So City Year has a big focus on what we call the ABCs. So that stands for attendance, behavior, and coursework. Uh, just because dropping in any three of those categories really lowers the chances of graduating on time. We also do social emotional learning. We each have five students that we work with where on Monday we'll have a quick meeting. We'll set a goal for the week. So The big push is to have smart goals. So an example is a goal that I've set with one of my students is he gets very, very distracted. So three times a day when you feel yourself getting distracted by your classmates to tell them, I'm trying to get my work done, like, hey, man, like, can we talk about this later? Something like that. How did you do that? We're going to try it again next week. (laughs) (laughs) Can each of you share a success that you've witnessed with a student so far? Um, for the sake of keeping the student's name anonymous, we're going to call her Maggie. Um, she's very energetic, um, likes to be out of her seat and interact with a lot of students, um, which is a good and bad thing. We like the energy in the classroom, but sometimes it can get distracting. And she struggled a lot with math um, in the intervention space specifically. And so working with her on some of those social and emotional things on maintaining her focus and just really focusing on that coursework. We were able to get her confidence and her math skills um, up to where they should be to the point where she's testing um, at grade level. She's saying math is her absolute favorite class. We had a conversation yesterday about different career paths that she can pursue in math, um, which just, and the smile on her face was just priceless. I love all of like the little like tiny things that like you don't expect from students. Last week, there's one boy, again, we'll call him Tyler, um, who he has had a lot of behavior problems in school. Um, he had like been in normal classes, had gotten switched to night school for a little while just to try to like get him out of like the normal environment to see if that was what was causing problems. Um, and then like now at the start of the semester, he's back in normal classes. Honestly, like I don't know if he has good relationships with like any of the teachers. Like, I don't, I've decided that that's going to be my mission for this semester, um, is to just like find that patience, like kind of keep him calm. Um, cause he would have outbursts, um, in class sometimes. Yeah. So I did, I started this last week where I just sat down next to him it's like, okay, like, I know we might not get much work done, but I'm just going to sit here. We're going to stay calm. It's going to be okay. And he didn't really get anything done. Um, <laughs> we, like, talked a little bit and just, like, really focusing on, like, building that relationship and making sure that was solid. So, like, 
at least he had one adult that he felt like he could kind of be around. Um, and then the surprise came like a couple days later where like he was like out like wandering out in the halls and I was like, hey, like, what's up? Where are you going to? And he was like, oh, like I'm on my way to class, Miss Sarah. Like, are you going to sit with me again? Like, are we going to do math or are we going to do algebra this week? So I was like, whoa, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So I know in the school you guys have your own room, kind of a city room. Do you find that students kind of gravitate to that room? Do they come of their own free will? I'm seeing some nodding. Absolutely. Yeah, our students know that, you know, if things are just really not going well that day, that, like, they can knock on our door and there will be someone in there. And, like, you know, the same students who every morning, like, <laughs> like they'll come upstairs from breakfast and they'll come into the city room. They'll, like, go around and say, like, hi to each and every one of us. Um, it's, it's a good way to start the day. So let's talk about life after city year, which is a phrase I love and that you guys use a lot, right? Um, so Matt, sounds like Peace Corps might be next for you, which I know is a couple year commitment. What kind of led you there? Was it just seeing this presentation being like, great? Or had you been thinking about it before? I had been thinking about it before. Um, like I had said initially, I love working with youth and I'm exploring different opportunities in order to be able to do that, whether it's advocacy, educational work, nonprofit work, um, yeah, just getting those different experiences. And so with the Peace Corps, it's specifically the youth and development program um, in Costa Rica. Um, so yeah, it's just getting those experiences and being able to help as many young people um, realize their true potential and be and get through the tough situations that they're in with their resilience that they need. Um, sounds exciting. Sarah, how about you? Yeah, I am still in the process of figuring out my exact next steps for next year. I know eventually the plan is to go back to, for graduate school. Just, I love being in a school. Like, I love the work that we do, but I think kind of my heart is still with educational policy. Um, originally what I thought I wanted to do was work in curriculum development in post-conflict areas. So like countries that had gone through like civil war major unrest, um, how they reconstruct their educational systems. Spending time in city years kind of made me rethink that like, you know, maybe <laughs> there's enough work to do here. So what's, you know, one thing that you would want to change about kind of the student's experience in a, in a public school like JMAC? Putting more of an emphasis on trauma-informed teaching practices within schools. Not even necessarily like teaching practices, but our students have a lot going on just in their lives. And I think that really just making sure that everyone in the school is trained and equipped to handle that. Um, especially in the public school system, um, not keeping, when students transfer from one school to another, for whatever reason, uh, the money doesn't follow them. And so the resources are just locked in at those schools. And then at, because of that, resources aren't utilized and programs aren't utilized, or sometimes there's five or six different programs that are ultimately trying to accomplish the same thing, but because of the lack of that communication and that um, flow of resources, it makes it much more difficult in order to be able to do that. 
That was Sarah Heffley and Matt Holobecki, members of the United Way City Year team at James Madison Academic Campus, a school that is also part of the Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership. For more information on the work of City Year in Milwaukee, visit cityyear.org. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Rebecca Schimke, Melissa Hannon, Brian McCaig, and John Waldbauer. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction.